Hello, my beautiful ladies. I want to talk about people pleasing today, and I thought, what a perfect time to air this right before Mother's Day. And I know not all of you are mothers, but you're women, and we tend to mother others, whether it's pets or other people's children or just someone, a generation uh, different from us. You know, I have, I've told you before, I've had some sweet, sweet friends that are in their 70s and 80s, and they love to be motherly. So today I want to just share with you, how do you know if you're a people pleaser? Because I think you know, but let's just get real clear on it. And why it doesn't actually lead to love and fulfillment. It is not helpful. And hopefully, just by having the awareness and just this kind of candid conversation, we can walk through it. And just so you know, I think we all have parts of us who can be people-pleasing. And there's certain people in our lives that we tend to be more people-pleasing too. But sometimes it just is kind of all-encompassing and you have found yourself depleted. I want to talk to you. I want to encourage you. And I want to let you know that it's time to care for yourself. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself. You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal. Quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, so how long have you chosen others' needs before yours? And if you notice, I said the word chosen, because a lot of times, until we get the awareness of really what our actions are resulting in, we don't know that we're choosing it. Sometimes we just think, oh, well, it's just the way it is, and I have to, or I can't do it this way. You know, I talk a lot about language. These are things we dive deeper into when you work with me and really going into the deeper process of our thinking. So we choose the path, whether it's driven by our thoughts or driven by things we believe, we choose the things that we do, the things that we say, how we how we either help others, serve others, or choose other people's needs before our own. And typically what happens is I believe that this is a pattern that starts pretty early on in life, depending on what the dynamics were in your family. A lot of times this can come from a child 
really believing that, okay, well, if I please my parent, then I can avoid pain. If I please my parent, then I get a reward. So this is the pattern that's created early on. So then we grow up thinking, oh, okay, so as long as I, it doesn't matter really what I feel, you know, I don't like it some days. I'm feeling frustrated with myself that I'm feeling this way. But if to really truly get, quote unquote, what I want, or get to a place where I'm avoiding. I think most of us are avoiding pain. That is the goal. Even though we not, we're not saying like, hey, I'm going to do this for this person because I don't want the pain of confrontation or someone being disappointed in me. Like, I'm super aware of that now because of the work I've done. But if you're, if you're just in the trenches of the people pleasing, you may not even realize that that's even a process that's, that's happening and that's what you're doing. So I want to know if you have been making any self-honoring choices. Now, I love to say that because a lot of times as women, especially, we immediately say, Oh, I don't want to be selfish. Okay. I've also talked about this. I want you to f- define selfish. Like if you think about what selfish means, like for me, I would immediately say, okay, if someone's selfish, that means they like have no regard to other people's feelings. They are all about themselves. They're super egotistical. They like plow plow the way without caring about any damage that takes place. Like they are so hyper-focused on themselves, they can't even see the people around them. Okay. I know that's not you. You know why? Because if you're a people pleaser, you can't be selfish because you're already paying attention to other people's needs and you're putting them before you. So what about self-honoring? So this is what self-honoring is. It's basically to honor oneself with respect, admiration, and appreciation. So when I decide to make self-honoring choices, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, how am I respecting myself? I'm admiring myself and I'm appreciating who I am, my value, and what I have to offer. Because it, it should not feel greatly uncomfortable or this physical response in my body, if I'm appreciating and admiring myself, but I'm making myself do something for someone else, even though I don't want to, that's not self-honoring, okay? And just ask yourself, like, how long have I pushed my needs to the side? What are my needs? Have you really taken the time to discover what your needs are? Because let me tell you, I was in a season for a long time of not even really realizing that I had needs that I that wasn't being met. That's where a lot of us get, especially those of us who are here and who have chosen to just cope with wine, cope with alcohol, because we're just like, forget it. My needs aren't getting met anyway. I'm highly triggered. I'm very stressed out. No one sees me. No one hears me. And that whole cycle starts. So I just need to numb out and forget it. But here's what I want you to know. There is freedom through all of this. There is not possible, and I'm going to go ahead and just tell it like it is. You can't just, quote unquote, I have air quotes over here, let it go. Oh, just let it go. Oh, just forget about it. That is BS. 
language is from coaches or teachers or whoever you're hearing. You have to move through this. This is through the pain, through the discomfort. You have to practice. Just like anything else that you're learning, just think about where we are here. If we're learning how to unhook from people-pleasing, then we're learning new things. And it's going to feel all kinds of ways. It could feel exciting and extremely uncomfortable at the same time. Okay? So let me just give you a few things that just actually say, okay, if you're questioning, like, am I a people-pleaser? How do you know this is you? Number one is you pretend to agree with everyone. So you just kind of run and you go with the flow and you're in agreement and you never really check in to see if this is something you really believe in or you really want to go along with. Or you could know that you're checking in, but you just feel that uncomfortable that you're afraid to speak up. So you just go along with it. Number two, you feel responsible for how other people feel. This is huge. This is huge among women especially because I feel like we have been socialized this way to to feel this way. Like, you know, we've got to make sure everybody's happy or we got to make sure that, you know, nobody's upset or, oh my gosh, what's wrong or all these things like from the nurturing female side, right? And then we feel really, really responsible if our children are mad at us or our partner is mad at us. And what I've seen too is I see this in my children and I am trying my darndest. Y'all hear me over here. Let me just a little side note. I have my children are 11, 12 and 17. They're all about to have birthdays and we're we're like all up in the teen season. Let me just tell you. There's moods and puberty and emotions and most of the time I will be honest, the mother gets the, the brunt of it, right? Because we're there, we're available, they kind of come at us. But what I'm trying to teach them is, if I get angry at them, or if I'm feeling some kind of way, I let them know that this you didn't make me feel this way, I'm allowing, I'm choosing to feel this way because I'm very upset. And I tell them the same thing, they're like, if they try to start blaming on friends at school, teachers and things like that. Like, of course it, it can hurt your feelings. Kids are cruel these days, especially middle school. And you can still choose whether you want to take that on and believe it. And when you're young, they don't know. Their brains are so focused on themselves and everything hurts and everything's sensitive, right? But I'm trying to at least plant these seeds. So I hope this helps you. Maybe you, you've got your kids in your life or maybe you've got some nieces and nephews. Just begin planting these seeds for them that you do not hold the responsibility for other people's emotions. Okay? Number three, you apologize often. You're constantly like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Oh, I just, I'm, I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry. Have you know that person? I have those people in my life. And I'm going to be honest with you, y'all. I know y'all love me and y'all know the realness over here. The, that personality drives me insane. I'm like, okay, you don't need to say you're sorry. There's nothing that you did. And I want to take them under my wing and like guide them. And they didn't ask me to. They didn't ask for solutions. They didn't ask for me to coach them. But I'm just like, hey, you don't have to say sorry. You can say, I think I brought this up recently too for y'all. 
Like if somebody is like expressing something that they're upset about, you can say, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Oh, I'm sorry that that was the result. Oh, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Because you're putting that like compassion out there, but it's not on you at all. Now, when it is on you, we, that's a whole nother story. We're not going to play the victim. We're going to say, hey, I, I own this crap. I, it's on me. I did it. Number four, you feel burdened by the things that you have to do. Is that you? Do you say yes a lot, but then you feel this heaviness, even feel yourself complaining? So then you're judging yourself because you're complaining, but you're, you're kind of frustrated because you just agreed to do something you didn't want to do. So you feel this heaviness. Number five, you literally can't say no which we know that's not true. I don't believe in can'ts um, unless it's extreme circumstances. Y'all know what I mean here. But, but you feel, you believe in your heart of soul that you cannot tell people no. You feel pr- imprisoned by it. That's basically what this is. You are in chains and that you feel like you have to tell people yes to everything without even checking in, without even considering your calendar, without even considering would that take away time from your family, like you, that's how you feel. Number six, you feel uncomfortable if someone is angry with you. This goes back to the other point. It really makes you uncomfortable. And I'm going to just tell you what, I don't like when people are angry with me either, but I'm not going to own it and carry it inside like it's my fault. Do I like it? Absolutely not. It is uncomfortable. But I'm not going to take ownership and try to fix them. Now, my patterns from my past would try to tell me to do this because this is something that I've walked through and I'm healing from. We're always a work in progress. But now that I know that I'm not responsible, then I can feel it and then let it flow through me. Okay? Number seven, you act like the people around you. So these are your chameleons, right? I remember working with a girl like this years ago. No matter who she was around, she shifted. Just shapeshifter. <laughs> Sounds cooler even than chameleon. To where like you just go along with it. So this is probably someone who you're really scared to be you. Um, we've all been criticized in our life for parts of us, right? When we when we did things and we put ourselves out there or we sang and somebody said you sucked or you did an acting thing and they said, oh my God, you can't act or like, oh, your laugh is so lame or, you know, you say dumb stuff. Like any of these things that we've heard when we were younger, this can create this belief that I don't feel safe being me. So I'm just going to just just be, um, go along with, and I'm going to just kind of act like who I'm around so that I fit in, kind of fly under the radar, that kind of thing. Number eight, you need praise to feel good. This is dangerous right here. If you have to get to a place where, now I love praise. I love it. I'm going to read a testimony at the end of this podcast. I love it when y'all celebrate. I love it when people, um, you know, say, oh, you're so pretty, or oh, your hair looks awesome, or, you know, whatever they say, they're excited about, you know, my mission in the world, like, it's so awesome when people compliment me and things like that. But do I need that to feel good and confident and joy inside of my body? No. 
It's great. Don't get me wrong. But if that's the only thing that's making you feel good, if you don't have a way of like um, having that true self-acceptance and loving for yourself, and I have not arrived. Hear me now. There's been some moments recently where I have really felt a heaviness of uh, my value equaling the task that I'm creating or the solutions that I'm finding for people. So this is just understand that, you know, I'm ahead of you. That's why you're here listening so that I can help you and serve you. But I also have a coach and mentor and I will continue working towards things that come up for me, whether it's from my past or in certain relationships. This is the power of coaching. I'm telling you, it is life changing when you work with a coach that, like myself, is trained to really go and dig up this stuff. This is not goal setting, and, I, and I, I feel like I have to say this a lot because so many of us don't even really understand what coaching is, but there's power in transformational coaching, and that's what I help you with, and that's what has changed my life completely. All right, you go to great lengths, this is number nine, to avoid conflict. Same kind of thing. You just literally like, oh, yes, I'm going to tell her yes, because I do not want to have to have a conversation with her. It's always a conflict with her when I tell her no. Well, first of all, we need to think about who she is. Is she someone that manipulates you? Is she a friend? Is she a family member? Because a lot of times, too, people that you are pleasing, they, they got you, right? Even though Maybe consciously they might not realize it, although I think a lot of times people who uh, manipulate and if you got somebody that keeps coming back into your life over and over and over, she probably is um, manipulating you. They know because they know, oh, we'll ask Jane because she always says yes. She'll do it no matter what. That's that's manipulation. And number 10, you don't admit when your feelings are hurt. So here you are, you're you're struggling with carrying other people. You don't want conflict. You don't like people being mad at you. You need praise to feel good, but yet you won't even admit when your feelings are hurt. You will not communicate to someone in your life that you can feel loved and be safe with to communicate that you're hurt. So that was 10 things. Do any of those connect with you? Do any of those resonate with you? And I'll just raise my hand. I'm a, Like I said, I'm a work in progress. But I know some of you who you, you, this is you. I just detailed you and you're like, oh my gosh. Well, here's the thing. Pleasing others will not get you love. They may be nice. They may approve of you in the moment, but that's not love. If you're pleasing others and not honoring yourself, how can you even show up as your true self for someone to love? Let me say that again. If you're pleasing others and not honoring yourself, then how can you even show up as your true self for someone to love? So let's just say they choose to love you or they choose to like you or they choose to be your friend. But what if that's not you? They're loving someone pretend. They're caring about someone pretend. 
They're using someone pretend, right? So if you're not learning how to be, and this doesn't happen overnight, you're going to be like, oh, yes, all my habits and patterns and things that I've been doing my whole life, they can just disappear because it's beautiful conversation. No, but you must have a process. You must be in process to work through this stuff, to get to a place where you begin to discover who the heck are you anyway? Because I guarantee you, most of you are just like me and you're so stuck in the cycle, whether it's people pleasing, avoiding conflict, avoiding joy and pain by choosing to cope, putting on the armor, not speaking up for yourself. You don't even know who you are. She's in there and she's like, I want to come out. I want to shine. I'm scared because there's beliefs that we have that we need to work on. But that's your true self and your core self that God really wants to use. And he wants to allow you to live a life of fulfillment. So if you want to be fulfilled, you want to experience love. God loves you because He because you're you. He is the absolute. He is love. He created love. He created you. And then he said, you, girlfriend, I'm going to just tell you, you need to love yourself. We have to, because he, he created us the way we are. And we got to unbecome all this crap that we think we, we are. We're not that middle school girl. We're not that failure. We're not that screwed up relationship. We're not that mistake that we made. We're not that thing. We are created in his image and he wants us to grow and shine and glorify him. And this takes work when we've spent a lot of time people pleasing, covering up, coping. So now is your time. Now is your time to hear this, to raise your hand and surrender and say, all right, enough's enough. And you're going to take one step at a time. You're not going to just wake up tomorrow and everything's going to be okay. Because I promise you, here's what happens. Whenever you make a decision and you make a surrender moment, then there's going to be conflict and there's going to be paths that you have to walk on. That's why you have to be in process and you have to be in development. And I don't think that you need to be trying to do this on your own. Find some support. I have spots open. Starting this month in May, mid-May, for one-on-one coaching. If I'm your person and you've been listening to me, book a call so we can have a discovery call and get something worked out. There's support groups. There's therapies. There's counseling. And sometimes it takes a long time. I went through a lot of different therapists. I've heard so many people say, well, I went to therapy and I just really didn't like her. We didn't click and it just didn't work out then you got to go find somebody else. You can't just try one time. Okay? I love you, and I just, I knew, I was like, oh, my women have got to hear this before Mother's Day. So how can you honor yourself? So let's, let's shift it there. How can you honor yourself this weekend, whether you're a mom or not, you're a woman, and you, you are mothering some, somebody, right? How can you honor yourself? What do you desire? What do you want to do this weekend? 
what do you need? Do you need some rest? Do you need some sunshine? Do you need to get away out of your house and not have chores? Do you need to not be around people? Choose you, okay? And how you book that call is bit.ly slash setfreediscovery. Okay, that's a bit.ly link. bit.ly slash setfreediscovery. And I just want to read for you just to kind of let you know. One of the testimonies from Paula, I was drinking wine every night and knew that this was not good for my health, but I couldn't stop. I tried podcasts and so much more self-improvement type activities. Do you hear that? She tried things on her own. After working with Michelle, I've been able to slow down the wine witch talk and I know that I can stop drinking and that it's okay to have that panicky feeling, but it's less than now in my body. Changing a habit is hard. Having the tools and learning to address the issue is so helpful. So I'm ready to work with you. Go to book that link or you can always email me at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout-outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.